Welcome to the We Are Here podcast, a podcast all about entrepreneurship on the South Coast, collecting stories and lessons from entrepreneurs and community leaders to learn firsthand how they've built their business or organization so we can build our own. The South Coast is a small place, and we're letting the business world know that we are here. Show your support by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the We Are Here podcast, and join the newsletter for all of our latest announcements and upcoming episodes at southcoast.fm slash subscribe. That's southcoast.fm slash subscribe. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the We Are Here podcast. Today's episode is all about designing your website. Whether you already have a website, maybe you're planning to launch a new website or even do a redevelopment of a website, or perhaps even you're just launching a product page, a product landing page, something separate from your company's main branded website. I'm going to give you 14 real-world tips for your website. I might not actually get all 14 of them. This, this is a talk that I did for the E4All program for their winter cohort this year. <clears throat> I also did a live stream, which you may have watched, over on the uh, Facebook page, facebook.com slash the We Are Here podcast. If you're not a fan of the podcast page, go ahead and like that. And of course, if you want to learn more about content marketing, about some of the stuff we're going to talk about today, and you want to learn it all for free, go to southcoast.fm slash creators. Southcoast.fm slash creators. Or just search Facebook for South Coast Content Creators. That'll put you right into my uh, South Coast Content Creators group where we talk about content marketing and a lot of the stuff that we're going to cover today. So appreciate everybody who listens, who joins the group, who watches the live stream. And today we're going to cover that, again, 14 real-world tips for your website. All right, let's go ahead and dive right in. Hey, everyone, before we get into today's video, I just want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by, well, none other than me, <laughs> the southcoast.fm video review service. If you go to southcoast.fm slash get video, southcoast.fm slash get video, or go to southcoast.fm, click on the services tab, you'll see the video review services. And what we'll do is review your website, your marketing pages, your e-commerce store, whatever you have online. We'll review it in a nice private video that we record and send you all of the great feedback, better call to actions, how fast is your website load, what do we generally think about your product website, your marketing message, do we get it? Are you on the right path to getting more customers through your website? That's what we'll do with a video review service. It's short money. This isn't a trip to a uh, full-on consultation experience where we're going to be months uh, in action, like doing things and moving things around your website. It is a bird's eye view, professional advice. It's fast. It's efficient. It's valuable. Southcoast.fm slash get video. Or go to southcoast.fm, click on the services tab, click on the video review service. It's the best thing you can do for your website. All right, let's get into today's episode. So we're going to start with tip number one, and that is no designing. Can you believe it? No designing should be done on your website, on your first website. Even if you're doing a redesign of a website, what we really want to highlight are 
the goals. Like, what are the goals? And that's actually tip number two. So tip number one and number two right out of the, right out of the gate here are going to be combined. Don't spend time sitting in the weeds, in the pixels, as it's known, just moving things around for the sake of moving things around. You don't like that color blue and you want to swap it out with a slightly different hue of blue. Like Wasting time designing the minutia of web design is something you just have to clear your plate from and focus on the main goal. And for many of us, for many of us, it's leads to the website. It's converting leads into audiences and fans and customers. And that's the goal, right? How do I amplify my message, get my content out into the world, you know, convert people onto an email list, have them buy my product that's available on the web? How do I do all that stuff? And oftentimes designing skews that goal, confuses that goal, because you, you think you're designing like this poster, right? You know, for many of us, if you're not hiring a professional, and by the way, if you do hire a professional and they want to focus on all the design stuff, you might want to question that professional. There is a caveat here. It really depends on how mature your business is. If you're rocking and rolling online right now, and you're selling stuff and you're converting customers and you're in a competitive marketplace and there's other competitors that are doing the same thing and you're trying to edge them out, design really matters. It's like, you know, the difference between when you look at an Apple product versus a Toshiba product, right? Uh, or an Apple product and a Samsung product, right? It gets, the competition gets greater at the Samsung versus Apple level and Apple is obviously the dominant player in most of the phone and tablet space, uh, whereas, you know, Samsung is sort of lagging behind and design really matters in that space. But for many of us, we don't need to waste all this time designing. We need to get our website out. We need to get it in front of people. And we need people coming to the website. That's the goal. Because at the end of the day, how are you going to measure the success of a website? You're going to look at it as X amount of people visit the site, X amount of people buy my product or sign up for an email list or read a blog post, or share a blog post. And next in line with those two are clear value prop and call to actions. What are the major call to actions for your website? Are you communicating a clear value proposition? Why should somebody be on this website? What are they there for? And then once they're there, do they know how to get to the next step? Clear call to actions, buttons headlines, bits of content and, and text and videos and audio that lead them onto the next thing of the website. Again, join my email list, but because why? Download my ebook, because why? Buy this product, because why? Like leading folks, visitors across your site and call to actions. And, and it doesn't always have to be an active path. There could be passive elements here as well, like passive elements to contact you. My God, it's the year 2020. You don't know how many times I see these small business websites, and I don't even know how to find their either pricing or their location, or how can I just email you, right? I'm not there to be brought down a path. I already know who you are. I know what you provide, and I just need to get in touch with you. 
clear call to actions, clear value proposition. So I have these slides. Um, I'm not going to post them because they were tailored for a talk, you know, in person. Uh, but if you want them, just email me, southcoastfm at gmail.com. Um, no designing, what is the goal, clear value proposition, and call to action. Those are the core elements that I lead with when I'm looking at, you know, launching a new product, launching a new website, whatever it is, it's clear communications, who you are, what you do, and how can people do business with you. Don't create friction. And as a new entrepreneur, don't spend useless time designing when there's a lot of off-the-shelf stuff that's really good. I'm a fan, as many of you know, uh, of WordPress. Lots of great solutions out there. Lots of great solutions. And again, join the Facebook group and uh, like the Facebook page. We are here podcast, South Coast Content Creators, because I cover this stuff all the time. Now let's dive into making websites really work for you because if you're listening to this and you think in the year 2020 you can just put up a website and magically you'll get customers stop <laughs> quit everything you're doing right now it is impossible you need to put in effort you need to put in work you need to do things strategically tactfully and you have to have a brand like you have to really want something to succeed or you might need to find new opportunities in in the web Maybe what you're doing is only best served, I don't know, at a farmer's market, in person. Maybe there's a lot of legal mumbo-jumbo involved with what you do. And so it just, it just happens to be this process that can only be served in a traditional format. But you could look at the web to find new opportunity. And to really make a website work is create content. It's creating a podcast, YouTube, blogging, newsletters unique content and information that can only be placed on your website. A lot of people struggle with this. So the next tip is everything you do is content. Like when I sit down with people and we talk about the first thing you're going to create is going to be your about page and they just freeze like a deer in headlights. They don't know what to say. They don't know what to talk about. They're unsure you know, if what they are going to have to say is, is valuable. Look, everything that you do as a business owner, and even if you haven't started your business yet, the journey, the path, the processes, the experiences, you know, the people that you're meeting, the networking events that you're going to, the free cheese at the Chamber of Commerce meetup, that whole experience is content. You pull threads out of those stories, or excuse me, you pull threads out of those experiences and you turn them into stories. You turn them into content. You highlight other business owners. You talk about how your product is made. You talk about being an entrepreneur on the South Coast and, and what the struggle is uh, you know, behind that. You need more customers. You need to find these people. You need to put out your opinions. So everything that you do in business is content. You just have to leverage that and put it in play. This very podcast episode is from an experience of me talking at the EFRAL cohort where number one, I was able to demonstrate my abilities in front of a group of people, create a slide deck where I was in person and engaging with potential customers. And then I took that talk and turned it into a live stream, which I did a live stream on the, face on the Facebook page. And now here I am doing an audio podcast so that the audio is a little bit higher quality than the live stream so that you all can enjoy it wherever you are listening to this. Everything is content. 
And everything can be repurposed. And that's what gets me into this, this next tip, and that's cornerstone content. What is cornerstone, Matt? Well, if you think of a foundation, hopefully <laughs> there's a cornerstone in that foundation of your house holding it all up. I mean, if you have an old house built in the 1920s like I do, right? And there's a, probably a literal cornerstone in that that is holding up or really bracing uh, a lot of that foundation and holding up the house, which in our case is content. So you want to create cornerstone content, things that are very, very important that align with you, your brand, and hold up everything else that you're doing. So one of the things that I do is I consult on podcasting, an advisor on podcasting. And because of that, a lot of the content that I put out on SouthCoast.fm in the blog, in the podcast, is about podcasting and content creation. And my big cornerstone piece of content is a 12,000-word guide on southcoast.fm. So if you go to southcoast.fm, click on resources, you can download or read how to start a small business podcast. And that's my cornerstone content. 12,000 words of everything that I know about podcasting put out onto the web for you to consume for free. Number one, it proves my ability, I hope, <laughs> I hope it proves my ability to say, I know what I've been doing in podcasting and content creation for the last 10 years. And then because it's so lengthy and meaty, I can pull from this cornerstone content and create other pieces of content that are valuable to you, the listener, and to my brand and to the website. We call that evergreen and searchable content. And that's the next tip. So <clears throat> if you're trying to frame who you are and what you do, write out your, your big story. Write out why you're the professional in whatever it is that you are selling, whatever value you are providing to your buyers. Write it out. Explain it. Are you a fitness guru? A yoga instructor? Are you making special teas that can only be purchased in a certain part uh, or from ingredients that can only be purchased from a certain part of the world. Like, what is it that you're an expert in? And just dump all of that knowledge out into a blog post, an about page, a video, whatever. That's your big cornerstone content. Then you look back and you break it up into searchable content, things that people are going to be always searching for. So, again, let's reference my website. I wrote a blog post about th the best value microphone you can buy for your podcast. It's the one I'm recording on right now. It's 70 bucks. Plugs into USB. Some of the equipment I have is $400 for just the microphone. I don't even use it. It's collecting dust <laughs> because this one's just so easy to use and connect and move around my desk. But I've created this big cornerstone piece of content and then I pull out bits and bites, again, like the, uh, the best... Uh, microphone for your money, uh, the five-minute podcast guide. All this stuff is on the website. But that all stems from my big cornerstone piece of content. And this isn't just a strategic thing. This is just an, oh my God, I have no time thing. So yeah, it took me a month to write that podcast guide. But when you see me, people like me uh, in the content creators group saying, what kind of content are you making this week? What's your plan for this week? You can always dip back into your big cornerstone piece of content and pull from that. It's less taxing, right? You don't have to work as hard to create that content. Cornerstone content, 
and evergreen content. Work for your site. So a lot of this stuff so far, call to actions, clear, unique value proposition, content, a lot of this stuff is passive, right? As you build it, as you accrue it, you get ranked in Google, people find you, people click on your call to actions, they click on your contact forms, they buy product for you. A lot of that stuff starts to accrue over time and it starts to work for you. The difference is though, and this is lost on so many people, is that you have to leverage two points with your website. One, you have to recognize that the site will work for you, which is this next tip. So creating all this content, creating the evergreen content, the cornerstone content, you can then leverage this content, not just for ranking and search, but for your sales process, your frequently asked questions. Like this isn't rocket science. So you look at your business <clears throat> and you ask yourself, what does my sales process look like? When a customer walks through the door, let's say you are an accountant, the customer walks through the door and they, you know, I'm starting a small business, I need to learn how to do, you know, small business accounting or whatever. And you are answering this, hopefully, many times a month. You get a lot of leads coming in, customers, new customers, and you're always talking about the same stuff over and over again to the point where you find it to be a little daunting. <laughs> like, oh man, I have, to, <clears throat> I have to onboard this customer again. You create the content that answers all of those questions and that lead, who now might be on your website, not through your door, is going through all of that pre-sales qualification to do business with you on your website. They're warmed up to you. They trust you. And that's the key. And this is where you can measure your site working for you because you've, you've put the content on there. They found it. They searched it. They consumed it. And because you have a clear call to action, now they're knocking on your door. They're filling out your contact form. And you're qualifying them before wasting your time. Maybe they're just tire kickers. And maybe just reading the content, they were only hoping to spend like 100 bucks to have an accountant when really it's 3,500 bucks at minimum, <laughs> right? So you're really weeding out and qualifying the customers through your content. Your site is working for you. <clears throat> and the great thing about putting all of your content on your website is that you own the experience. So I know there's a lot of you out there who might not have a website yet, or if you do, it's very sparse with content, and you're really relying on the Facebooks, the Instagrams, the LinkedIns of the world to send you traffic. It's a very dangerous place to be. When someone's on your site, they are only looking at content on your site. There's no sidebar, right? There's no meme popping up somewhere in the middle, you know, depending on what kind of website you have, uh, in the middle of their interaction with you. You own that experience and you own the website. And more importantly, you own the content on that website. We don't know what all of these social media sites are going to do. <clears throat> I mean, if you remember years ago when Facebook wanted everybody to like, you know, everybody to, uh, all small business owners to, you know, encourage their, their fans to like their page. And the carrot that they dangled out in front of us was 
hey, make a post and reach a, th- you know, you have a thousand fans on your Facebook page, make a post, reach all 1,000 people. And you did for like a week. And all Facebook was doing was building up their inventory. They were giving you, quote unquote, free access to your own fans, which you begged to say, hey, stay on Facebook. Stay connected with me on this platform. But Mark Zuckerberg is obviously not stupid. He was ramping up to build up that ad inventory, get you hooked on that access, and then slowly take it away in place of paying for ads. Now, look, I I am not against ads. I think ads are very powerful, very useful, very effective. It just costs you money. And if you're a small business owner, you don't have the time or the money to really manage that properly. And you want to own that content on your own site. You want to own the experience there because no one can ever change that on you. They're not going to change the algorithm. Now, they'll change the algorithm to access your site, right? Search engines showing up in Facebook, stuff like that. And the next tip here is turning the tables on social. Like, you want to leverage social to always push people to your website, to your brand. So, I always say, if you want to stay connected to the South, South Coast.fm, the We Are Here podcast, you go to southcoast.fm slash subscribe because you're going to join my newsletter, hopefully. And that is actually the best content that I put out. And you will always have access to it. I will always have access to email you unless you unsubscribe and that's it. I mean, sure, there's some technical stuff in there like spam filtering, but I use MailChimp and hopefully deliverability is pretty good. But I use social media to push you to my website, to my newsletter. And that's the strategy I hope you take as well. And I'm going to combine these last three tips. I I didn't get all of them. I kind of skipped around here for the interest of time. The last three tips I have are tell your story, build attention, and create opportunity. And, and, And hopefully, that's the underpinning of all of this stuff right? Telling your story, who you are, what you do, and what value you provide for your buyers, for your customers, for your audience, for your donors. If you're a nonprofit and you live off of donations, why? Why should people donate? There's a million places for me to donate. Why yours? Hit me with a story of the impact you've had on our local community. Enough for me to spend $25 or whatever the donations are. We're in an attention economy, and that's the next one here, building attention. It's not just how many blogs you put out, how many podcasts you put out. Are you ranking first on Google? It's about holding attention. You know, when I, when I talk to the EFRAL cohort, and God bless everybody in there, in that program, a lot of people are just not confident yet, right, with their solution, with their product, they're, you know, they're new at, at this, and they're also afraid to sell. It's a, it's a bad combination for somebody who's starting a business, because sales is very important. <clears throat> but you want to build attention and hold attention, and there is no one and done. Like, you just don't build a website, and you're, and you're good. You clean your hands, you move on to the next thing. 
you have to constantly work. And that means you have to constantly be getting attention from your buyers through the way of podcasting, blogging, content, Instagram, Facebook, live streams, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok, Snapchat, whatever. You keep building attention. Find a cadence that you're comfortable with that you could say, hey, yeah, I mean, I do whatever, 50 Instagram posts a month, three blog posts and a newsletter, and I get $3,000 out of that from web sales or potential leads or customers walking through the door redeeming a coupon or whatever. Like find a comfortable cadence where you don't feel so overwhelmed, you don't feel so pushy, but you're actually seeing results. The problem is no one ever sees results or they don't measure it. Which goes back to tip number one or two, have a goal. Like what are we measuring against here? It's not just pretty website design. And all of this is to create opportunity. It's a great opportunity for yourself, for your brand. And it's not always about the sale or the email sign-up or minutes watched on YouTube. But you're creating opportunity for your customer or buyers or fans, audience members, people who just generally know who you are. So that if they ever run across someone who sells that unique tea that can only, you know, the leaves can only be purchased from Tibetan monk on a mountain. When one of their friends' friends asks about it on Facebook, they go, oh yeah, I know her. She does this Instagram live all the time. Never bought from her. Don't know anything about her. But the stuff she puts out is pretty cool. So this isn't always about customers and likes and email signups. But it's creating opportunity for you, for your fans, Friends of friends, to just know you exist, to know your website exists, so that when somebody wants to reach out to you or connect with you, they can. You've given them the opportunity. As you clear call to actions, great content, storytelling, you're out there working for your site, it's fast, it's not over-designed, smooth, and they know how to contact you when needed. All right, that's all I've got in today's episode. Hope you really enjoyed it. If you do, share it on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, <laughs> Tell, uh, Periscope. Remember Periscope? I mean, it, it, you know, listen, share it wherever you want. Most importantly, join the email list. It's the best content that I put out. It comes out every Sunday. I call it Sunday Notes because they're hopefully small, enjoyable little notes about business. You can get it at southcoast.fm slash subscribe, or if it's easier for you to remember, maybe, hopefully, sundaynotes.email. That's a website, by the way. You can type that into your, your phone, your browser, your laptop, your iPad, sundaynotes.email. And one last call to action, if I could. If you have a moment and you're on iOS, please browse to the podcasting page, search for we are here podcast, SouthCoast.fm and Apple's podcast app and leave me a five-star review. That would be amazing. Would really, really appreciate it. All right. We'll see you in the next episode.